Hi folks, you're listening to episode 3 of the 59th Minute FPL podcast hosted by myself, the FPL General. I'm recording on Tuesday the 6th of March. So game week 29 is behind us and we're going to look ahead now to game week 30. So we're in the we're on the home straight. We've entered the final final quarter of the season, so this is where this is where we'll see the cream rising to the top. I was hoping to have my first guest on this week, but the guys, the fantasy football surgery guys got there before me. Um, David Isaac uh, is going to be my first guest, but it's going to be next week because he's, he's recording tonight with the surgery guys. So make sure you check that podcast out this week as well. Um, David is leading my Elite 64 Mini League. Um, he's been leading it for quite a while now. He is ranked 93rd overall in FPL. Um, on top of that as well, he's got four top 10,000 finishes, so a top, top FPL manager, and I want to give him the honour of being the first guest on the 59th Minute Podcast, so looking forward to that one next week. As for this episode, I'm going to keep it short and snappy again, like last week. I'll, I'm going to review Game Week 29 first of all. I'll then talk about a few players I've added to my watch list this week. I look ahead to Game Week 30, talk about transfers and captains, what my thinking is, um, and then I'll take a few, I've got quite a few questions from Twitter this week, so I'll answer about three or four of them if I have time towards the end, and I'm going to shout out a couple of names from my from my two mini leagues as well this week, just to, just to give them a, a bit of a shout out. So, Game Week 29 was a good one, uh, another green arrow from... I went from 1,700 to 1,200. So again, best rank I've been this season. So things are going swimmingly. Um, wild card, second wild card, bench boost and triple captain chips left as well. So I'm aiming for another top 500 finish, which would be my which would be my third top 500 finish in four years, which would be which would be pretty sweet. So that's my that's my target. Initially, start of the season, my aim is always top 10k, but now the things are going very well, uh, and with a few chips left as well, I've set my set my sights a bit higher um, on a top 500 finish. So let's see how that pans out for the rest of the season. So it was 63 points in game week 29. Uh, Salah captain again for the fifth week running. He outscored Kane for the fifth week running. So I've nailed the captaincy for the last five game weeks, which has been a big part of my success. I think I've gone from about 9,000 to... 1,200 over the last five or six game weeks so a big part of that is down to nail on the captaincy with Salah he may not be my captain game week 30 I'll talk a little bit about that later apart from him in 29 uh, Marius did the business it was a pretty sweet uh, 97th minute goal from him I had my uh, future mother-in-law visiting for the weekend and I was watching um uh, Gillette Soccer Saturday on mute uh, just be, being polite as you have to be with your, your future in-laws and, and when I seen the, the Marius goal go in I, I nearly gave her a heart attack celebrating it, she didn't know what was going on um, so that was sweet obviously I brought in uh, Marius for Sterling two weeks ago so that's looking like a good move now because Sterling hasn't featured since so hopefully Marius can do the business again in, in, in game week 30 Lewis Dunk, anyone who follows me on social media will, will know I got a, a big slice of luck with Dunk this weekend. 
going back to Saturday morning, um, as the deadline was approaching, there was rumblings that Ogbonna was going to miss out for West Ham, which, which he did, and Kenny was unlikely to play. So I actually looked at making a late transfer, which I don't usually do. I don't like logging in to the, to the site any, anywhere near the deadline because I, I end up uh, getting itchy fingers and making transfers that I don't necessarily want to make. So, But, but Saturday was different because there was, it looked like I was going to be without two defenders and I was going to have to play dunk against Arsenal, which I really didn't want to do. So I logged in and I, I looked at doing a bonnet to Ben Davis at 11.28, 11.29. Um, it turned out I was actually 0.3 million short of that move. Um, so I ended up just sticking with Dunk in the end and obviously he got his goal. So it was pretty sweet, eight points. It actually worked out better than if I had got Davis in. So that was pretty nice. Made up for the pain of his, his late own goal last weekend. So... Nice bit of luck, but I'll take it, given the way my luck's been at times this season with the likes of Christensen, uh, Jones and Hazard. So these things tend to even themselves out over the course of the season. So I'm going to take this one and enjoy it. Elsewhere, not an awful lot. Van Dijk clean sheet was nice. Uh, five from Kane, five from Firmino. And the rest was didn't get much. Wilson, a nightmare again. He's done nothing apart from the Chelsea game, but again, he's got a fixture in 31, so I'm probably just going to hold on to him and hope for the best, but it's probably getting to the stage now where he's going to lose his place soon to the likes of Defoe. Yeah, Josh King's there as well. He scored at the weekend, so obviously Wilson's a bit of a worry, but I'm going to hold him for now anyway. I'm unlikely to, to move him on because he has a fixture in 31. So again, a good game week 29, another green arrow, Overall rank is now 1,209, the best it's been this season. So all is going pretty well. Looking to push on now uh, with the aim of top 500 in the next couple of weeks. Moving on now to my uh, watch list. A couple of players I've added this week haven't caught up on, on Match of the Day from Saturday and Sunday. Um, I watched a couple of games at the weekend as well, so I was able to make better judgments. The first player I'll mention is Andre Ayew, 6.8 million, Swansea, got two assists. He was very impressive. Um, he was playing against his former club, West Ham, so he was probably well up for it after after things didn't work out for him at West Ham. But he's definitely one I'm going to keep an eye on over the next couple of weeks. More than likely not going to get him in until, um, until after the blank game week 31. But definitely, if he can stay injury-free, he could be a good option for the rest of the season. Swansea, uh, Swansea have been looking really good under uh, the new manager, so he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Troy Deeney, 6.3 million. He got his third goal in four games, so obviously has a fixture in 31 as well. Um, that fixture is Liverpool, though, so you're not really expecting much from him there. And I think it's Arsenal this weekend as well for, for Deeney. So, again, probably not looking to get him in. Seamus Coleman is the next player I've added. Now, he's one I'm very interested in with Game Week 31 in mind because Everton actually have decent fix, a, a decent fixture this weekend as well. They've got Brighton at home this weekend and then Stoke away in 31. So you would like to think there's there's a good possibility that Everton will get two clean sheets in those two games, but obviously the way they've been playing this season, that probably won't happen. But Coleman is, is a player I'm, I'm definitely interested in uh, this week. 
he is quite expensive though, which is probably going to put me off of me. 6.4 million. And I'd probably have to do a bit of a, a rejig to get him in because of his price. Because I've, I've got Van Dijk and Alonso as my two expensive defenders. And I'm not looking to, to move on either of those two. Alonso's got Crystal Palace this weekend. So I want to keep him for that one. Um, even though he hasn't been doing much in recent weeks. I do want to keep him for Palace this weekend. So Coleman. Coleman got an assist. Um, Everton lost 2-1 to, to Burnley. But Coleman did uh, impress me. And we know from before what he can do going forward. So it doesn't really... Even if Everton don't get clean sheets over the next two weeks, there is there is obviously a good chance that Coleman will get attacking returns. So Coleman's straight onto the watch list. Another uh, two Bournemouth players I've added as well. Josh King and Daniel stood out uh, when I was watching Match of the Day. Obviously, I, I considered Daniels two weeks ago, but I ended up going for Mares instead. And I'm glad I did because Daniels hasn't got any clean sheets. But I'm not really now getting him in when game week 31 rolls around just as a one-week one, one punt. Um, he was getting forward quite a lot at the weekend. So again, he's like Coleman. He offers the assist, assist potential even if he doesn't get clean sheets. The thing about Bournemouth, I think they've only got one clean sheet in their last 16 games, which is obviously very, very poor. So I wouldn't really necessarily be getting Daniels in for his clean sheets. It's more for his attack and return. So 4.7 million. Definitely going to be looking at him in game week 31 because he's got West Brom at home. And West Brom are obviously pretty awful. So Bournemouth players are definitely worth looking at for game week 31. Josh King, I mentioned, 7 million. Scored from the penalty spot at the weekend. He won the penalty and he scored it. Um, If I didn't already own Callum Wilson, I'd be looking at Josh King rather than Wilson um, with Game Week 31 in mind. Wilson's just been really, really poor and obviously we know from last season what Josh King can do when he plays. So if he stays injury-free, he's, he's a great option for 31. I'm unlikely to get him uh, because I have Wilson, so, um, but I'll see what happens when 31 rolls around. Another player who delivered again, Sadio Mane, 9.4 million, two goals in two games. If you don't already have three Liverpool players, he's the one I'd be looking at to get in as your third Liverpool player. Um, I'd get him in this week. I wouldn't even wait till 31, I would just get him in this week. I've already got the three Liverpool players, so I'm not looking to get him. Obviously, I can't get him, but he is a he is a superb option. I'm just hoping that Van Dijk can, can match him over the next two game weeks. A goalkeeper then who I've added to the watch list is Jack Butland. So I've still got Nick Pope, but I'm going to be looking at getting a goalkeeper in who's playing in game week 31. I don't know whether I'll make that move this week or if I'll wait till game week 31. I'll wait and see, is there any more news about Tom Heaton this week as well? Doesn't look like he's going to come back yet, but... If there's a chance he will, I may make the goalkeeper switch this week. Now, I'm not saying it will be Butland, but he is one I'm considering. Um, he's got Everton at home in game week 31. In his last four games, he's, he's been making a lot of saves. So in the last four games, he's made five, five, nine and six saves. Um, and he's got three bonus points in the last two matches as well. Obviously, one of those was when he scored his own goal. Um, but he got three point bonus points again at the weekend, picking up a clean sheet. So he's a, he's a little bit more expensive than the other keepers. He's five million, but he could he could be the one to have for 
game week 31. Obviously Everton are not scoring many goals. And even if they do, um, you would hope that Butland would pick up the save points and maybe more bonus points as well. So he's one I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on. Um, he may When I come to transfers later, he's one that I may even talk about. Crystal Palace... Watched I watched Crystal Palace United. I actually watched I only watched the second half of that game last night. Um but the Palace players are worth considering, I think, for Game Week thirty one. Uh Ben Teke, not many people are talking about him, but for a one week punt in thirty one, I, I definitely think he, he, he could be worth it. He could be the one that surprises us all. He's been getting a lot of assists recently. He's not really getting goals, but maybe against um Maybe against Huddersfield in 31 is when he'll find the back of the net. So, Benteke's on my watch list. Townsend is on my watch list. He scored against United. And one of our old favourites, PVA, Patrick Van Aanholt, scored against United as well. He's obviously been a great defender over the years, um, providing attack and threat. So, I've added him to the watch list as well. Now, Palace have... um, I'm just double checking the fixtures here. Palace are away to Chelsea this weekend, so I wouldn't be bringing any other players in this week, but I will be looking at them um, for Game Week 31. Wilfred Zaha is another one, probably flying under the radar because he's because he's injured at the moment. Um, if you can get back fit for 31, he could be a he could be a nice player to own. Um, he probably be out of a differential because not many people will probably go from considering he's been injured the last few weeks. So that's that's a couple of players I've added this week. Obviously, there's I could go on and on. There's quite a few more now that game week thirty one's getting closer. Um, but I'm I'm going to move on to to game week thirty now. Look ahead to this weekend and talk about my possible transfers and who I'm most likely going to captain. Captaincy first of all, again I'm not looking any further than Salah and Kane this weekend. I put a tweet out earlier today, um, just asking my followers who you're going to captain this weekend, and the results of that were Kane came in at sixty four percent, while Salah only got twenty two percent of the vote. So that gives you a bit of an idea of what the FPL community is thinking this week. Kane's got Bournemouth away, and Salah's got Man U away. So obviously. Liverpool going away to Old Trafford is a, is a tough fixture, but I wouldn't put a pass Salah to deliver again in that one. He's just been that good this season. And the way United defended against Palace last night, I don't really see them keeping a clean sheet against Liverpool. Um, so Salah, Salah is another, he is a good option for captaincy again this week, there's no doubt about it. I just feel that Kane is the better option though this week. Bournemouth away, as I mentioned already, Bournemouth have only got one clean sheet in their last 16 league games. So, you can see why Kane is, is getting 64% of the vote there. And as things stand, I've got the armband on Kane for Game Week 30. And I'm unlikely to change that um, unless there's un- un- unpredicted uh, or unforeseen circumstances, injuries or things like that. I think I'm going to back Kane away to, to Huddersfield, uh, sorry, away to Bournemouth this weekend. And... Going forward, then it's for the rest of the season. I'll, I'll more than likely go back to Salah most game weeks. Um, but I just feel this this game week is 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 the one for Kane. No real 
no real stats to back that up or anything like that. It's just a gut feeling. Obviously, it's a it's a better fixture, and I I expect Kane to do damage against that Bournemouth defence. I mean, they've been very very poor this season. Transfer wise, I haven't looked at it an awful lot yet. I want to get just let the the Champions League and Europa League play out before I before I decide what I want to do. I do have two free transfers going into game week 30 but I'm likely to just use one of them um, and then that'll give me two free transfers going into the to the blank game week 31 which I think is advisable because I mean we never know between now and then what, what's going to happen with injuries and, and form and things like that so if you can bank a transfer um, or hold on to a transfer, an extra transfer for 31 and give yourself two that, that'll give, stand you in good stead so that's what I'm going to do more than likely at present, I'm, I, I can get to eight players for the blank without hits. So I'm currently on five. I've got Van Dijk, Salah, Firmino, and then I've got Shakiri and Wilson as well. So five players with three free transfers between now and then. So I can get to eight without hits. I'm, I've mentioned on previous podcasts that I'd be quite happy going into the blank with eight players. Um, but when it, when, it, when it rolls around... Um, I am likely to take a hit or two probably for for the blank. But I'll talk about that more uh, in next week's podcast. So, as I say, I'm likely to probably only do one transfer this week. It may be a goalkeeper transfer depending on, on if we get some news about Tom Heaton. If, if it looks like Pope's going to play again, I'll just keep him and play him against West Ham. Um, Something else I've looked at today is I could do Ogbonna to someone like Schindler uh, for Huddersfield because Huddersfield have got two home fixtures. Uh, they've got I think they've got Swansea this weekend and then they're home to Palace in thirty one. So two home fixtures. So but uh, Huddersfield are a team I'm looking at um, with with game week thirty one in mind, and I wouldn't mind getting their players in this week. So that's one option Ogbonna to Schindler. Another one would be. Uh, getting rid of Ro- uh, Loftus Cheek finally, and uh, bringing in someone like Pritchard, who Pritchard has impressed me for Huddersfield. Um, he has yellow flagged. Um, I think it's a dead leg he has, but so he should he should be okay for the weekend. But I'll, I'll just wait for more news on that before making any moves. Van Lepar is another option, a cheap option from the Huddersfield midfield, but I just prefer Pritchard if he's fit. Um, as I say, I haven't looked at transfers too much yet. I'll, I'll wait towards the end of the week. Um, but looking at it now, the, the transfer I would like to make is Coleman, but I can't make that without making two free transfers, and I don't really want to make two free transfers this week. So what I'm likely to do is just one free transfer and bring in one of those Huddersfield guys, uh, Schindler or Pritchard. I mentioned Butland earlier. Um Another another goalkeeper worth considering is the Huddersfield goalkeeper Lossell because they've got the two home fixtures, and they are favourable fixtures. So Lossell could be could be a good option to bring in uh, for the next two game weeks. I haven't ruled out Pickford either. Um, uh, if if I do get rid of Pope this week, it'll be between uh, Butland, Lossell, and and Pickford. So again, I'll do more research closer to the weekend on that one and look at some stats over the last couple of weeks and make a decision so keep an eye keep an eye on my Twitter account at FPL General um, towards the end of the week and I'll let you know 
I'll let you know exactly what my transfers will be. Now things are going well for me, um, and I do I do reveal my team before the deadline every week. But I may need to stop doing that soon because I am I am fighting it out at near the top of some of my mini leagues to to win a few prizes. So I may need to start keeping my my cards a little bit closer to my chest in that sense. But I will I will post my team this week uh, before the deadline. So so keep an eye on the Twitter account. A couple of questions from Twitter now. Uh, the first one is from Mark at Bisson22. He's asking me about uh, a game week 31 and do I agree that taking hits for a blank game week are, are worth minus two rather than minus four? So, for example, if you're bringing in a player who's not playing in the blank and replacing him with a player who is playing, it's more like a minus two than a minus four because you're going to get well, you'd hope you're going to get the two points um, for that player playing, so it's really only a minus two then, because the player that you're replacing is going to get zero points. So I, I do I do look at it that way. I do agree that it is more of a minus two than a minus four, but I do still see it as a negative a negative move because you are putting yourself at a minus two before a ball's kicked, and I, and I never really like um, doing that. Now it depends what players you're bringing in. I would have no problem taking a minus two. Uh, well, I shouldn't really say a minus two. Taking your minus four for for a Liverpool player, the likes of uh, Salah, Mane, uh, Firmino, and uh, because you're much more likely to get it back from those in a fixture like uh, Watford. But I don't really like the idea of bringing in uh, players from the likes of uh, West Brom, Watford, who are playing Liverpool. I don't really like doing that for a, for a minus four uh, in a blank game week. So I'm unlikely to take many hits for the blank i may take one or two but they'll be for players who i feel can can pay me back um i'll talk I'll talk in more detail about that next next pod next game week next question is from john l thompson he says is it time for coleman uh, yes i think it is time for coleman he would be my number one transfer target this week if i could get him in easily i'm not ruling out I'm not really now getting him this week. I may end up using my two free transfers this week, um, with Coleman being one of those. Um, but yeah, definitely Coleman, a big fan. Uh, obviously, a fellow Donegal man as well, so it makes it even more attractive to bring him in. Um, yeah, I think Coleman's a great option. Two good, two decent fixtures coming up, and he has he offers the attacking threat which we've seen in game week twenty nine. Next question from Salah Mohammed: Is it time to get on Arsenal because they've got good fixtures? Now, pretty simple answer to that is no, because when it, when I look to bring in a player, I want I want good form and good fixtures, and Arsenal have just been woeful recently. I mean, Wenger's under severe pressure now. Three three defeats in a row, the two City games, and then getting beat by Brighton. So the Wolves are at the door for Wenger. Um, and until I've seen them picking up form I wouldn't be going near any of their players even though they've got good fixtures I want to see four man fixtures before I go near a team like that so when I when it comes to playing my wild card in game week 32 I'll see how I'll see if they've improved uh, by then and, and then maybe consider one or two of their options but f- for now no I, I would just avoid Arsenal Last question is from Charlie Roberts. Is what is my uh, chip strategy for the rest of the season? So, 
I've already mentioned I've got the second wild card, I've got bench boost and I've got triple captain left to play. So I'm hoping those three, if I play them well, play them smartly, that I can that I can fire myself into the top five hundred between now and the end of the season. The initial plan is to wildcard in gaming thirty two, then bank a transfer in thirty three, which would give me two free transfers going into the double gaming thirty four. Uh, which I'll most likely play my bench boost um, and then play the triple captain in the double game week 37. Now, I've mentioned before, I could flip those. I could play triple captain in double game week 34 and play the bench boost in 37. I haven't spent any time yet uh, sitting down to do that because there's just no point until I play my wild card in 32. So I'm looking forward to playing the wild card in 32, getting in some new fresh faces and... Um, Prepare myself for the for the double game weeks and deciding then when when I'll play my chips. So keep an eye keep an ear out and an eye out for that episode when it comes to playing my wild card because I'll talk a lot about then uh, what my strategy is for the rest of the season. So thanks as always for the questions. Um, before I wrap things up, I'm just going to jump into my two mini leagues and do a quick couple of shout outs um, I'll start with my Elite 64 mini league, uh, anyone who hasn't listened before Elite 64 is a league I set up at the start of the season which was it's it's 64, 64 of the best managers in the world uh, I, got, I got as many together as I could, uh, this is the first season of it and I'm going to run this every season with a couple of managers dropping out of the league each season to make way for for new, for fresh faces uh, and to improve the quality of the league year on year. So, the top five at the moment, uh, fifth place is Jonty, as you'll know from Fancy Football Scout. I'm sitting in fourth place at the moment, so sitting sitting pretty. Hopefully, I can I can climb a little bit higher. Uh, by the time the end of the season comes around. Third place is Jack Wayne, another top FPL manager. Second place, FPL Fly, who has been flying all season. Um, I've got I'm, I'm, I've been trying to catch him all season. I'm, I'm 16 points behind Fly now, so, so I'm coming to get you, Fly. First place, as I mentioned earlier, David Isaac is he's got he's got quite a healthy lead. He's got about 30. 35 points over FPL Fly, so David's absolutely flying this season as well, and he's going to be a hard man to catch, sitting at 93rd overall in FPL. So that's the top five in Elite 64. I'll quickly jump into my uh, Beat the General Money League, which is which anybody can enter. The code is 244947662. I'm going to be closing, ent- uh, closing entry to this league after the game week 30 deadline so make sure you get into that one this week um it was nice to see it made its way onto the the fpl homepage uh, last week as the third best mini league in in fpl Um, so that's calculated by the top five players in the league it's the average of the top five players in the mini league so i need to give these five folks a shout out for for making that possible Uh, fifth place philip lindbergh Fourth place, Simon Rutherford. Third place, Jamal Rice. Uh, second place is Rizwan Chowdhury. And number one in my Beat the General Money League is Lejuan Basson. Uh, great to see a female sitting at the top of my mini league. Um, 
Lejuan is currently ranked fifth overall in FPL. So let's hope that that a woman can can win FPL for the first time this season. That would be that would be superb. So that's that's my top five. As I say, uh, anybody can enter that one, but get into it this week because I'm going to close the league this weekend. And the winner, the winner of this one is going to get a place in Elite 64 next season. So if you're doing very well in fantasy, get yourself into this league and, and get your get yourself a place in Elite 64 next season. Coming up on half an hour again now, so I'm going to wrap things up. Um, as always, follow follow me on Twitter at FPL General. Follow the, the podcast account, which is at 59th Minute Pod. Your, your support is always appreciated. Give it a like, share, retweet, subscribe so you don't miss out on, on any future pods. Give it a review on iTunes as well if that's where you're listening. Give it a, give it a like on SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you are. Um, and as always, leave any feedback you have. Um, I'm recording a lot later than usual. It's about midnight now, so I'm probably this is probably not the best podcast I've done, to, to be honest, but... Looking to develop things going forward. Looking forward to having my first guest on next week. Um, graphics are on the way. Um, going to look at adding some music as well. I've got a nice, I've got some nice music for the for the intro and the outro. But I'm just wanna, I just wanna make sure I have the rights to use that before I get myself in any trouble. So that'll spice things up as well over the coming weeks. As I say, any feedback you have, let me know anything, positive, negative. Send it all my way. Um, you can get me anywhere. Twitter's the best place to get me, but leave a comment anywhere on YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever you are, and I'll get back to you at some point before the deadline. Any any questions you have for Game Week 30, Game Week 31, uh, send me a tweet at FPL General. Um, enjoy the rest of the week, and, and good luck for Game Week 30. Cheerio.